Welcome to Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. Through the revelation of God's undeserved, unearned, and unmerited favor, we are committed to helping you make better changes in life for life. Last week we, we, we were talking about the identity of Jesus as presented in the first three verses of John chapter 1. And we were saying, for John it was very important for, for him to mention that Jesus is the word of God. And we said Jesus is the word of God and we analyzed the meaning of the word, word. And we said word, word is, is, is in, in Greek they say word is the logos, which is, is the spoken word. So we're saying Jesus is the ultimate revelation, is the ultimate expression of who God is. So Jesus is the spoken word of God. Jesus is the intention of God. And we're saying Jesus is God. Amen. We're saying Jesus is God, he is the intention of God. If we want to understand God, let's go to Jesus. If we want to understand how God loves us, if we understand what God wants us to do as humankind, Let's go to Jesus, for we say Jesus is God. That's done. No five minutes, two minutes. It's done. That was last week. Amen. And I'm so happy that on Friday we continued praying about this aspect, this aspect of Jesus being God in our lives. And we're praying about Jesus being God in our young people. Amen. Jesus being God in our families and Jesus being revealed as God in our church. Amen. We had a wonderful time in prayer on Friday. And those who missed, let me encourage you. Next time when we call for prayer, please come. Amen. Please come. If you can, if you can come for an hour, it's fine. If you can come for 20 minutes, it's fine. But it's good for us to have time together to pray for one another, to encourage one another, to, to intercede. Amen. To intercede together as a church. So for those who came, be encouraged. Invite others and we meet again when we call for prayer. This week we are going to talk about the second aspect of, um, of what is revealed by John in his gospel. Last week we talked about Jesus being revealed as God. We said the word was God, the word was with God, and the word was God. This week we are going to talk about the importance of Jesus' relationship with men. I said last week there are, two, there, there are two things that John wants us to be very clear about. And these two things, they help us to understand our doctrine as Christians. It is important if you claim to be a Christian, you need to understand this and know this. The first thing that you need to understand is that Jesus is God. Amen. If someone asks you, who is Jesus? Jesus is God. In other words, God expressed himself to us through his son, Jesus Christ. The second thing that John mentions in his book, we're going to read shortly, is in, in John chapter 1 verse 14, is that the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Amen. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Today we're going to zero in on what that means from the word of John. When he says the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. I'm going to read John chapter 1 verse 14. Uh, John chapter 1 verse 14. If you could help me. Uh, John chapter 1 verse 14 from the NIV. It says, um, the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. I will repeat, the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. 
we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth i also want to connect this with hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 which sort of emphasize or supports the point that jesus became flesh in other words jesus became like you and me jesus became like a human being and today we're going to explore and find out what does that mean for us when we say jesus became flesh hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 because god's children are human beings that is us made of flesh and blood the son also became flesh and blood for only as human for only as a human being could he die and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power over death so hebrews chapter 2 supports the point that john is making that jesus became a human being i know it's a bit confusing to young people how can we say god who we talked about as god in his glory last week now you're confusing us mr k and saying that same god became like you and me i hope i'll try and explain this to you as we go along um If you want to put a title to this to this sermon or this service is he gets it i i struggle if there's one thing that i struggle to do is put a title to a sermon it's very difficult but i i thought this one would would help he gets it i asked the the media guys to help me with something i don't know if it's ready he gets it jesus gets it amen jesus gets it but before I go in there and try to explain what I mean, I want to I wanna lay a scene or sort of present a story or a situation that we all relate to. Young people, I'm sure you agree with me that a lot of challenges or a lot of times when we have conversations with our parents, we struggle to get to a point where we agree or we see things in the same way. I work with young people, I've worked with young people, I interact with young people, and one of the things they say about their parents is, you know, Mr. K, they don't, they don't get it. They don't understand. It doesn't, it doesn't dawn on them that circumstances have changed. They, it, they don't get it that this is no longer Zimbabwe. They don't get it that uh, they are older, I'm younger, I'm, I'm our circumstances our experiences are different you know what they don't understand amen even me sometimes i don't get it young people i don't understand what you're saying amen i struggle as well to to, to get to a point where i really get it to understand what is it that they're saying what is it they want what is it they they, they want us to do i remember daddy sharing one day say and he was saying I told Praise that, you know what, when I was growing up, I used to go to school without shoes. And Praise was like, so do you want me to go to school without shoes? He didn't get it. Amen. He didn't get what Daddy was trying to say. Trust me, even your youth leaders sometimes don't get it. Amen. We, we exchange text calls. Mr. K, Emmanuel ringing. Mr. K, whoa, whoa, I don't understand what... We also don't get it. Amen. 
So this is a scenario where we, don't, we have no idea. We, have, we don't understand. Fine. Our experiences, our circumstances are different. And we don't get it. It's fine. Amen. We don't get it. It's fine. In our lives as individuals, as families, as couples, as a church, we face different circumstances. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And there are times where sometimes you want to speak to someone and maybe share what you're going through and express maybe the, the feelings that you have or maybe the hurt that you're going through or maybe things that are happening in your life. Do you realize that sometimes if someone is not going through what you are going through, they don't get it sometimes if you try to... to, to so you know what? The, you, I don't think you're getting what I'm saying. People can say, you know what, oh, I'm really sorry, oh, things will be fine. But they, 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 they don't get to a point where they actually get what you're trying to say. And we become frustrated sometimes and we shy away from people. We distract ourselves from interacting with other people because they don't get what we are going through. You try to, to sit down with someone and try to explain to them the challenges you are facing. They say, yeah, it's fine. But they don't get it. It is well, yes. I'm not saying it's bad to say that to people. It's good. But they, they won't be feeling exactly how you are feeling unless they've gone through what you are experiencing. Amen. They won't get it until it's, they say, ah, when someone says to me that they've lost a loved one, because I have lost a loved one, I know, I know, I know, I know what that means. I remember when I lost my grandmother. Mr. Nature was on a holiday and he rang me. The first words that he said was, Kaluza, I know how it feels. Because I was raised by my grandmother. He was raised by his grandmother. So he knows how it feels when your grandmother, who is your parent, is taken away from you. And he says, I know what you are going through. Why? Because he is an understanding of being raised by a grandmother like me. Amen. People will never get it until you're speaking to someone who has gone through what you're going through. If a parent is going through situations or problems with their child, the person who can understand how painful it is to groan, pray, intercede, plead, that their child may come back home is a mother or a father who has lost a child to this world. And when you exchange words, they will get it. And they know how it feels. We face so many challenges in our lives. And we go through different experiences, different circumstances. 
Like I said, people who have never experienced what we have gone through, they do not get it. Amen. They do not get it. They struggle. They struggle to get it. And John, in chapter 1, verse 14, he says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now, what's the significance of Jesus coming down, leaving his heavenly throne or his heavenly position or his heavenly accolade and coming down to identify himself with us, the mortal human beings? The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. What does that mean? It means that Christ was 100% a human being. He was a real, living, breathing person. And he experienced what we experience as mortal beings. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Jesus became a human being. And he was tempted as we do. Amen. If you remember, if you remember the first thing that Jesus did after he was baptized by John, he was taken into the mountains and the devil visited him to tempt him. The pressures that we go through in this day, the pressures on a psychological, on a mental, on a physical, on a spiritual, Jesus went through those circumstances because he was like you and me. He was flesh. Amen. He went through those. The word became flesh. What does it mean when we say the word became flesh? We are saying God the Father became, or, or the, the word of God, Jesus became a human being. And he became vulnerable. He became soft. He became exposed. He became like a baby. That's why we celebrate Christmas. We are celebrating Jesus being born like you and me. He became, he became killable. He became a human being, which means he was prone to everything that attacks a human being. Amen. Why is this important for us to understand when John is teaching us that two things. You need to understand that Jesus is God and you also need to understand that Jesus became a human being and dwelt among us. Does. See, it, it was going to be very difficult for he, us to give all our burdens to Jesus when he doesn't understand what we go through. God's redemption plan for humankind needed Jesus to go through what we go through. It needed Jesus to experience what we go through. It needed Jesus to actually experience and see the suffering that we go through. Why is this important? This is important because when we are going to Jesus to say, Jesus, we lay our crowns before you. He gets it. Because he himself went through what we are going through. Amen. See, when, you, when we're having issues and sometimes you, you can't speak, you can't, you can't do anything, you, 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 just, you just live life and, and 
people don't understand you and you feel that you know what no one gets it it's fine people are people they don't get it but here's one person who experienced what we experience and when we say jesus we are suffering he knows what it means when we say jesus i i feel betrayed i i i i feel neglected i feel i feel cheap he knows what it means to be betrayed because one of his disciples did that to him when we talk about physical pain when we are we are sick when we are when we are not feeling too well jesus knows what it means because for he was pierced on the cross he knows how pain is he knows what pain is amen he understands and he gets it amen so john in his writing in his gospel he wants us to understand this that god's redemption plan involved him becoming like us so that he experiences what we go through he experiences the temptation he experiences the challenges he experiences everything that we go through as human being so that when we go to him and say jesus i need you he knows and he gets it are we together he knows and he gets it the word become vulnerable it became soft it became temptable it became killable and exposed the divine became human amen jesus who is presented in john 1 verse 1 as god came down to the level of, of human beings i know people might be asking so why why did god in his finite glory or in finite glory decided to come and be like people he was rescuing how come how can god if god is coming to rescue humankind is god is, is god's plan like we talked last week his intention is for us to understand him through christ if god's plan was to rescue humankind why was it that god decided in his god nature to lower his standards so that he can rescue men i think naturally if you in, your, in our own naked minds it doesn't make sense if i'm to rescue something i need to have a superpower over it so that i can actually conquer it are we together so if someone is going to wrestle someone for those who watch wrestling i do i've started watching wrestling again rekindling my my childhood uh, passion and interest so i've started watching wwe these days one thing that you have, you notice when you watch wwe is the person who is challenging they always talk about the weight of the person amen 654 pounds coming from this 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 is john cena yes or roman reigns one thing that you notice is that someone break because they've got an ability or an advantage over someone because they are bigger and stronger amen so naturally our minds would say if i'm to conquer something i need to go and have a bit of a stronger power or an advantage over it so that i can defeat or conquer it or rescue it that's why you see when when uh, when the americans go out to 
to find Bin Laden, find Osama Bin Laden and other, and other guys, they don't go to the normal soldiers that they have, that we see on the streets. They go to the special command. What, what do they call it? Special, the seals. Yes, the special seals. Now, the special seals are those, are those, those experienced soldiers who you don't see on the streets. They're like the secret service of the army, the secret army in the army. So these guys have got an advantage. So when they want to go and, and defeat Osama bin Laden, they, they, they recruit and coordinate those experienced people to give them an advantage to defeat the enemy. But with Jesus, is the other way. He lowers himself from his position as God. And he became like us. Why? When you go to Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm in pain. He experienced the pain that you go through. He lowered himself. He became vulnerable. If you remember when he was born, King Herod wanted to kill him. And the parents, he had to take him away to Egypt to hide him. Because he was exposed. He was vulnerable. Amen. He knows how it is when parents are running away from something that is trying to kill him. Amen. He was at some point rejected by people and they were plotting to kill him. And eventually God died. I mean, Jesus died on the cross. So anything that you go through, anything that you go through, go to Jesus. Young people, if you're having problems mentally, if you're having issues to make decisions, if you're having problems, say, I, I don't know what to do with my life. God, God gets it. Amen. He understands. He knows what it is to be rejected. He knows what it is to be confused sometimes. I'm preaching to these people and this is what they do. Honestly, I'm sure the situation of Judas was just for him as confusing as anything else. He has spent time with me. We've been together. And he does this to me. He gets it. Because he was one like us. And this is what we do sometimes when we go through stuff. When we realize that the people around us don't get what we are going through. Sometimes we try to give solutions to situations ourselves. Sometimes we try to say, you know what? If these people don't get it, I don't think even Jesus gets it. And we shut him out. And we try to solve things our own way. We shut him out. We shut him out. And we try to do things our own way. Prayer becomes the list of things that you think of. Interacting with the word of God becomes the list of things you think of. Coming together with believers to be encouraged and share with one another becomes the last thing that you think of. All you want to do is to run away, hide. At one point, the disciples were with Jesus, and when the storm was about, when the, the, the storm was raging, the boat in which they were, they didn't realize that they had Jesus with them. Amen. It was only at the point in which they were about to sink, then they realized, oh, 
We've got Jesus. And they woke him up and he calmed the storm. We do that sometimes. Because people don't get it, we think that even Jesus doesn't get it. Because people don't understand, we think that even Jesus doesn't understand. And he becomes the least, or sometimes not even the person that we go to when we're experiencing stuff in our lives. Stuff happens. I go through stuff myself. Sometimes you'll be driving. You are just on the steering wheel. And the glory of God is just keeping you from the next accident. Sometimes you're at work, you're typing. Sometimes you're at work, you're doing other things. You're just doing things. But your mind is completely far away, is somewhere else. Because we go through stuff. Young people, you may not understand, but as parents, we go through stuff. Parents, you might not understand, but these young people go through stuff. And it's easy for us to retreat, to retract. And they say, you know what? I'm going to sort it out myself. This is now my issue. I'm going to sort it out myself. And we close out Jesus. And I'm coming to you this morning and I'm saying, Jesus became flesh. Why did he become flesh? So that he experiences what we go through. When we go to him and say, Jesus... I need you. He does get it. Our family may not get it. But when you go to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need you. This is what I'm going through. He gets it. Amen. He gets it. Jesus knows what it is to be betrayed. He knows what it is to be rejected. He knows what it is to lack. He knows what it is to go through stress. Amen. He knows what it is to go through injustice. He knows what it is to go through torture. He knows. He knows. He knows how bad sin is. Amen. Because he bore our sins. He knows how it is to be rejected. He knows how it is to be lonely. Amen. He knows how it is to have no idea, to don't understand anything and everything around you. He knows, he knows because he went through it. He knows. He knows. Are you in pain? So was he. Are you lonely? So was he. Have you, betray have you been betrayed? So was he. Have you been rejected? So was he. And this is why we call him counselor. This is why we call him a counselor. I'm sure you agree with me that the most, the most helpful counselor or the most helpful counsel you can get 
is from someone who has gone through what they are going through. Not only would they give you professional advice, but they relate with what you are saying because they've been there. This is why we call him counselor. Do, 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 you get, do you get this when we sing? Counselor, counselor. We call him counselor because God has been through what we go through as mankind. And when we approach his throne to say, God, I need you, he gets it. He gets it. Amen. He gets it. I want us to read Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 to 6. It says, Surely he took our, our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we consider him stricken by God, struck down and afflicted, but he was pierced for our trans transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. There was a point in which God could even look at Jesus because he was daunted by our sin. Amen. No wonder why Jesus at the cross, he cries, My Lord, my Lord, why have you forsaken me? At that point, he felt God had departed from him. At that point, he felt that God had rejected him. Why? Because God could not look at him because he was bearing all that which we go through. Amen. Jesus understands what we go through. And he even has the scars to show for it. He gets it. Amen. When you have nowhere to do to, 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 to hide, when you have nothing, nothing else, when you when when you're lost, you don't have anything else to do. I want to remind you. Let Jesus be not your last option. Because everyone else that you think will get it, they don't get it sometimes. They don't. You parents, you know, when we try to explain things to people back home in Zimbabwe. When we tell them that we don't have money, the image that people in Zimbabwe have, some of them have about people living in the UK, is the information or the, 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 the pictures that they see on BBC, in the books, and everywhere else. That's the image that people have when they think about us living in the UK. They think that every time I look left and right, money is there. Amen. Sometimes they don't get it. But speak to people who are living, who went back to Zimbabwe, who have been living here, and you go back and you speak to them, they get it, they understand. Why? It's because they've gone through the system, they've experienced what we go through. Amen. And I'm saying to you this morning, when things are hard, when life is doing its ups and downs, when life is treating us bad, the young people, when you're struggling with making decisions, when you're struggling with peer pressure, when you're struggling with, with temptation, premarital sex, all those other things, I want you to understand that even Jesus was tempted. 
When you go to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need you in my life, he gets it. When you go to Jesus and say, I'm having issues, my relationships are broken, everything is not working in my life. When you go to Jesus, he gets it. When you approach Jesus and tell him your stories, he gets it. The problem that we have is we so much rely on men. We so much rely on the words of men. We so much rely on the, on the, on the, on the approval of mankind. And when we don't get that, we think that even Jesus doesn't get it. And I'm saying to you, why don't you raise him up in your ranks of priority? Why don't you invest time in understanding his life, his approach, his words, his claims, his teaching? Because he gets it. Amen. Jesus does get it. He does get it. You know, sometimes it is easy for us to play church. It is easy for us to come here, act normal, but inside we'll be suffering. It is easy to, to appear, especially on the, on, on the physical, on the physical um, aspect. It's, people can see, on the physical aspect, people can see that oh, someone is not well. And, and people can relate and can, can come to you and console and do other things and help, go to the hospital to get help. But when it comes to issues to do with, this, with, the, with the mental side of things, emotions. It's easy for us to, to shy away, to hide away our sorrows, our pain, because people don't see what we're going through. And I'm appealing to you this morning, I'm saying, don't do that to Jesus. Why don't you approach him and tell him all your stories, all your pain, all your suffering, all your groaning, all your hardships, because he gets it. Amen. He does get it. As I close, I want us to, to think about these things. This is our application. This is what I, what I want us to do. I want us to stop trying to solve issues in our lives. But I want us to start relying on Jesus. I want us to stop being so clever. Amen. So you know what? I went to school. I've got the knowledge. I've got the wisdom to do this. I want us to stop that. I want us to rely on God. I want us to give him his position. I want us to, to give everything to him. I want us to give everything to rely on him. When, when you are relying on something, you are acknowledging that you don't have the, the power the, or the ability to solve whatever you're going through without the help of something that you are relying on. In other words, you are saying, without this thing, I won't be able to complete this task. So what it does is your, your value, your importance is centered around that which you rely upon. I want this to be our natural position when we go through stuff. Amen. 
at a point where you you you, you, you don't want to speak to anyone, at a point where you don't want to, sh- to 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 have anyone in your life, why don't you spend time with God? Why? He gets it. Amen. He totally gets it. Whatever you're going through, go to Jesus. He is God and he understands. He has been there and he knows how it feels. And you can go to him with anything. Amen. You can approach him with anything. And let me ask this question. When we go through stuff, do we trust him like that? When we go through stuff, do we trust him as someone who understands what we go through? Or sometimes it's one of those other things. Do we trust him as someone who understands? As someone who has gone through what we go through? Let's approach him as a counselor. Amen. When you approach a counselor who has been through what you're going through, you tell them everything. Amen. You become an open book to them because they get it, they understand. Amen. Young people, I'm appealing to you, don't drown, don't drown in your sorrows by yourself. Don't drown in decision by yourself. Don't drown in peer pressure. Don't give in to temptation by yourself. Go to Jesus. He totally gets it. Even if mom and dad don't understand, he gets it. Amen. Even when everyone else doesn't see the way you see things, Jesus gets it. Amen. Approach him like a counselor. Whatever you're going through, go to Jesus. He gets it. He knows how it feels. You can go to him with anything. And this is what I want you to remember as we leave this place. That Jesus is God. Not only is he God, but he gets it. Amen. Jesus is God and he knows how it is to be an emotional wreck. He knows how it is to be sick. He knows how it is to lurk. He knows how it is to to be rejected. He knows how it is to be lonely. He does get it. Why? Because he has gone through what we go through. As God, he decided to come down to our level to rescue us, to redeem us. This is why we read from Isaiah. He took our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Amen. Because he understands them. Yet we considered him stricken, struck down and afflicted, but he was pierced for our transgressions. Don't struggle with sin by yourself. You don't have a solution for sin for yourself. It is only Jesus who can help you to overcome the chains of sin on you. It is only Jesus who gives you the ability. Why? Because he ex- experienced it as God and he has got the power to overcome it. Amen. 
So whatever you do in this week, I want you to remember that Jesus is God and he totally gets it. I want us to pray. Amen. I want you to look at your life and say and, 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 and try to, to, to pick up things. Maybe that you're trying, you're struggling with, maybe to try to give a solution by yourself and things that you have completely discarded the authority of Jesus in your life. Or maybe you, you want to make a decision or there's things that you want to do. I want you to look at those things, the process that you went through and see where Jesus is. Or maybe you're going through stuff and the list of things that you want to hear is someone saying, let us pray. We do that sometimes. We are Christians, but the list of things you want to hear is someone, let's pray. Because to you, it's, 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 it's not, it doesn't make any, any sense to you. But I want to remind you and, and bring you back to this point. Give God an opportunity because he gets it. Give God the chance to deal with your problems because he gets it. He does get it. I want us to take a minute just to be quiet and reflect upon our lives and just try to, to think about the situations, the circumstances in which we have discarded the authority of Christ in our lives, in which we have closed our doors to God's power, to God's involvement, to God's help in our lives. And I want you to say, God, I am sorry. From today going forward, I want you, God, to be the king in my life. Whenever I go through stuff, I want you, God, to be the person that I run to. I want you, God, to be the thing that comes to my mind the first time. I want to believe in your word. I want to believe in your power. I want to believe, almighty Jesus, in your authority over sin. I want to believe in your authority over sickness. I want to believe in your authority over indecision. I want to believe in your authority over stress, over mental, psychological st stress and trauma. I want to believe you, God, because you get it. I don't want to put my trust in men. I want to put my trust in you because you get it. I don't want to rely on my own wisdom and strength. I want to rely on you because you get it. Thank you for tuning into Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. To interact with us, please visit our website at afmimmiltonkeens.org or follow us at Ebenezer Fellowship AFMIM on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also interact with Pastor Danny on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For easy access, the links are in the description. Until we meet again, may heaven keep smiling at you.